Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to this episode of Kennedy Save the World. And today we are going to save you from a perpetually sunny disposition because sometimes in life, you have to be stormy. You have to gather Zeus's thunderheads and you have to, to rain a little bit of fire on the world to get things motivated and moving in the right direction. Uh, joining me now is a woman who is full of grace and kindness and purity of heart. Uh, she has such a phenomenal life story. She's the kind of person where if someone comes up to me and they're complaining needlessly just to hear themselves complain... I tell them a little story about Janice Dean. Mm. And this is a woman who suffers through pain from chronic illness. This is a, a woman who lost both of her in-laws within two weeks. This is a person who has been publicly maligned by the Democrat machine here in New York State, uh, all while raising two adolescent boys in a big city. Her husband, Sean, is a New York City firefighter. Uh, they are a beautiful family unit. She loves her, her family. She loves her children and her husband utterly. She takes that joy and that love to work. She takes care of all of us. And she's also kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> her most recent book, I Am the Storm, Janice Dean. Welcome to Kennedy Saves the World. I am going to use that intro to everything that I ever do from here on in. That's absolutely right. <laughs> I love it. You're the best. It's all true. Every every word of that is true. Um, but I, I want to know, when did you realize that you could, and you had to make the shift from the sunny disposition, always smiling, always happy, always explaining what's going on, mm. to bring people comfort in the weather in the world to someone who had to be a bad bitch in the moment? <laughs> well, I think when something happens to your family, right, that kind of brings out the storm in all of us, the mama bear, Absolutely right? Absolutely right. And when we were all locked up and weren't able to go anywhere and told to stay the heck away from a virus and then find out that they were flooding New York nursing homes, uh, with the virus that we were supposed to all stay away from, that's when it kind of got my back up. And I really liked Governor Cuomo at the beginning. I thought he was doing a really good job. I even tweeted about it. You know, he was very calm. He was delivering information. Um, but it was when we were starting to find this out and I lost two v people very close to me in separate elder care facilities within two weeks of each other and not being able to have wakes or funerals or go see them while they were sick. Um, when I saw this happening and him still being touted as this great leader while I'm finding out that they essentially seeded nursing homes with virus, um, that's when I thought, 
I have a platform. I need to say something about this because nobody else was at the time. I was reading little bits and pieces of it, and he would have these press conferences, and no one would ask him ask the question. Like, we had no idea that the nursing homes were being put, you know, in harm's way like that. And when I found that out and started kind of doing my own research, um, and then seeing him cover it up. Like get asked the question and divert and blame everyone else instead of saying, hey, I made a mistake not using the federal government facilities provided to him to put sick patients in. Um, That's when I got really angry seeing him every night with his brother on CNN joking around. Well, we just we have dead in-laws that are in storage facilities because we can't bury them in the ground. That's when I got upset. And it was shocking because we had the Javits Center. Yes. We had uh, facilities like pop-up hospitals in Central Park. The the USS Comfort that was, you know, right here in the Hudson River. Yeah. Say what you want about Trump. You can hate him. But he did give places for people who were sick to stay that were never used. And we also knew at the beginning of the virus, there was a lot we didn't know. And, you know, yes, we have to extend people that acknowledgement that certainly we didn't know that there was asymptomatic spread from the beginning. But we did know that the most vulnerable people were catching the virus more easily and they were dying from it. Yes. The most vulnerable would be people in nursing and long term care facilities. Correct. And those are the people who, you know. Because of age and other comorbidities, they didn't have the ability to fight the virus. And it was like a wildfire yes. in dry a fire brush. through dry grass. And that's what Andrew Cuomo called it before he lit the flame. Yeah, he was he was there pouring kerosene on it. Yeah. And what was really egregious, and we don't talk about this a lot, but it was because of his national profile and his big personality and his style over substance that allowed the governors in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Michigan to do the exact same thing, to force these care facilities to take sick patients and commingle them with otherwise healthy people. And then there were cover-ups in all those states, especially in Michigan. Yes. And... It's really unfortunate. I really think we need an investigation, and I'm really hoping that Congress does that. They, several people have promised me there are going to be hearings about COVID, and one of the topics of conversation will be why those governors used ex- the exact same language in their executive orders to force sick patients into nursing homes. It, they killed people. Yes. They helped kill people. And Kennedy, I always think to myself, what if it were kids that were the most susceptible and our government decided to put sick patients in with our children? They would be in jail. Yes. But older people are seen as expendable in our culture. And and it's so wrong. It is. But you you did develop a very important ally in Ron Kim, who was mm-hmm. a Democratic lawmaker here in New York State. And it took a lot of courage in different ways for both of you to stand up against this machine, against the Cuomo machine, you know, popular three-term governor yep. in New York. Um, and Ron Kim, like you, maligned in public yeah. at just, just bald-faced lies that 
the media was gobbling up in order to do Andrew Cuomo's bidding. So when did you guys decide to combine forces? I met him in person in August of 2020 when we both went to Albany to um, to try to have a bipartisan bill for an investigation into what happened. So that was in August. But I remember I was supposed to be invited to hearings. Um, we were the hearings were done via Zoom. And because of my experience of losing my in-laws within two weeks of each other, I was invited to speak in front of the Democrats and the Republicans at the hearings that they were having. And they had Howard Zucker, who at the time uh, was um, the, the health Head commissioner. Of health, yeah. So he was he was being put on the stand to ask these questions. And my invitation was rescinded. And I later got an email saying that they they basically were afraid to have me on board to, to, to talk to my experience. And so I found that out. And then the Republicans in Albany decided to have their own hearings. And Ron Kim was the only Democrat that showed up for those hearings. And they invited me to speak and him and his wife, again, these were via zoom, but he told me that he listened to my, my whole, um, testimony. And he said he and his wife were in tears. And that's when he decided, you know what, we need to do something. And so met him and then, you know, people that follow the story closely, um, he was in a closed door meeting with Melissa DeRosa, who was, um, you know, Cuomo's right hand right -hand woman, woman, his enabler. Yes. Who basically said on a Zoom call uh, that they. Yes, they did cover up those numbers, but they did it because, you know, they didn't they, they knew that Trump was coming after them. And, you know, they they didn't want to release any information at the time. Turns so, out that's not a great defense. Right. And so that leaked conversation got out into the media and Ron Kim was on that call and he decided, you know what, I'm I'm going to speak out because I had an uncle that died in a nursing home and I'm going to do the right thing. And he was one of the people that spoke against Andrew Cuomo and got a call uh, basically threatening him mm -hmm. and saying, no, this is what you're going to say, Ron Kim. Yeah. And we're going to come after you and we're going to say this, this and this. Right. Because you have been a shady operator and you've taken money from these people. Right. And we threatened him. Yeah. And his and livelihood. And to destroy his livelihood and his reputation. And right. it's a, a lonely gambit to stand up against that. And call truth to power in such a hyper-partisan environment, especially Very brave. in New York when you've got people who've been around for a long time really clinging to power. Now, when people say to you, well, Andrew Cuomo paid with his career. Isn't that enough? Mm. Like, sure. You know, it's like Al Capone uh, getting out on, on tax evasion. Exactly. Isn't that isn't that enough for you? Mm. No, I, I would like hearings. I would like an investigation. And... I'm hoping that Washington does this. They have told me they're going to issue subpoenas and he's going to be put on a stand and being asked the questions that we've always wanted the answers to. But I think it's going to take some lawsuits here in New York. I think it's going to take some families and a class action lawsuit to finally get answers. I don't believe I don't believe we're going to get to the bottom of it until we actually take action. Don't go anywhere. More Kennedy saves the world right after this. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Have you talked to other people about this? Yes. Good. 
Yeah. And as soon as I have more information, I'll definitely deliver that. But it's sad that we, the people, again, have to do our own bidding, like that we have to keep shouting from the rooftops over three years later that we still don't have the answers as to why our loved ones were put into harm's way. And, you know, this this horrific political paralysis that forces people into the courts and pits different branches of government against each other. Yeah, it's certainly not ideal. When you look back on uh, Cuomo and the ego and the hubris, you you write very openly in the book about your own sexual harassment at work mm-hmm. at Fox. Did you have a sense that he was that kind of a creep too? I wasn't surprised, right? Because it's the same. Co- he was abusing his power, whether it be put sick patients into nursing homes for dollar signs, because that was that's what it was all about. By the way, it was dollar signs. Uh, science did not write that executive order. It was hospital lobbyists and exchange of money for our loved ones. But I wasn't surprised when I saw that there were women coming forward to talk about the abuse that they had at the hands of him. Um, And, you know, they were, even though it was a terrible thing that they went through and they were very brave, I do feel that that was kind of the scapegoat to get rid of him because they were going to impeach him and he realized that was going to happen and they didn't want to get him. They... They knew that the sexual harassment would would do the the deed for him without him actually having to to, you know, testify about the really, really, really bad stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So, listen, I talked to two of the women he was abused by. I believe their stories. I mean, when you he is he's a guy who was born on third base He's, all, he's been in the governor's mansion for decades, right? He never really had to do anything to, to earn that position of power. Mm-hmm. And I think no one stood up to the guy. You know, you talk to people who knew his family. Even when I started speaking out, Kennedy, I had somebody that knew his family very well, and they were like, watch your back. So he's always, he's always led with fear, mm-hmm. right? So, of course, he's going to abuse that power to uh, make women feel demeaned. And have someone call you a weather whore. <laughs> well, it wasn't a weather whore. It was a weather bitch, and apparently that came oh, from his brother. I'm sorry. I had T-shirts printed that say weather whore. <laughs> I should really send those to Malaysia. Uh, sorry. With along with the uh, you know, Falcons Super Bowl again, champion. not surprised at all that these were the conversations that they were having about me behind the scenes. Um, his administration said something to the effect of, well, she's not a reliable source on anything except maybe the weather. Oh, interesting. Instead of like, you know, I always said... That, that, if- that shows their terror. They're so scared of you because they know, not only have you been a journalist for 30 years, you also have uh, the deepest, most emotional connection to this virus and the mismanagement of it. Right. And all he had to do at the very beginning is admit that he did something wrong. I think actually we would have forgiven that if he had come out and said, oh, my gosh, I I wanted to make sure that the hospitals had beds. We thought that the nursing homes were prepared. Um, I will spend the rest of my career trying to right this wrong. If he had called families, if he had admitted, you know, some remorse. We would have forgiven that, but instead he rubbed it in our faces. He blamed Who everyone cares else. Who where they died? 
Who yes. cares where they died? Right. Hospital. That's how they tried to hide the numbers, by the way, is like my mother-in-law. She got the virus in her assisted living residence and she was transported to the hospital where she died. But they didn't count her death as an elder care facility. And that's how they hid the deaths by 50 percent. So, yeah, he gets up there and says, died in a hospital, died in a nursing home. Who cares? They died. That's what he said. Well, He's uh, sitting around knitting himself a little scrotal cozy with his free time. No, he's got like a podcast. You, oh, you know. Who has a podcast? That is disgusting. <laughs> oh, wait. But listen, I think he actually has a personality disorder. I don't believe he ever thinks that he's ever guilty of anything. A thousand percent. Right. Absolutely. So how can you get that kind of remorse from somebody who thinks that he's never wrong? No, he doesn't have any feeling. He doesn't have any empathy. Pretty horrible person. But. I have to say, you have done so much good with this story, and Mickey and Dee must be looking down from heaven at you, and they must be so proud of what you've done and the example that you have set for victims' families and, most importantly, your kids. We still need answers, though, Kennedy. Yeah. They can't, the lives that we lost, thousands of them, and there are so many families that don't have a voice. And the one thing that I've learned about advocacy is it's not a week, it's not a month, it's your lifetime. So, you know, I'm still fighting three years from now. I'm expecting it's going to continue. You know, one of the stories that I I wrote about in I Am The Storm is um, my friend Ray Pfeiffer, who was diagnosed with 9-11 related cancer. And he spent his dying days going down to D.C. to fight on behalf of the first responders who were dying of cancer. That took 20 years. That took 20 years for that bill to finally be passed for a number of years for all of those firefighters and first responders who 21 years ago were down there trying to dig up their remains mm-hmm. to find, you know, to find out who had perished. They're still they, they still some of them still don't have the DNA. Um, but, you know, he was brave enough to continue that fight on behalf of others and he doesn't know the legacy that he left behind, you know, and that is healthcare for those people. But that took 20 years, Kennedy. So this could take decades. Well, you have rolled up your sleeves. You're ready for the fight. You have gathered your thunderbolts. <laughs> you you are ready for the storm because as the book says, I am the storm. That is that is Janice Dean in a nutshell to Ray and Mickey and Dee and all the others. Let's keep talking about it and may their memory be eternal. I love you very much, my friend. I love you too. You're you're an incredible person. So keep writing, keep pushing, keep smiling, and keep raining havoc where it needs to rain. Okay. Well, to be continued, because I want to come on your podcast when we can talk about uh, fun stuff. Oh, we will. We'll, we'll, we'll do one of them pedicures where the, the fish eat your calluses. Oh, I'm in. Yeah. Come on. It only gets better from there. <laughs> Are there drinks? <laughs> Come, well, I'm still doing dry January. and Damp it's, January. It's, it's late enough in January that I'm getting very, very resentful. Uh-uh. Uh, but the, the calendar turns... <laughs> It's, it's going to be baby. monsoon February, so just Do get ready it! for it, Janice. Oh, Janice, thank it's you so storming much for being drinks. Here. Yeah, it's it's raining gin. I love you. I love you too. This has been Kennedy Saves the World. I'm Kennedy. For more podcasts from my friends at Fox, you can go to foxnewspodcast.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.
Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, in these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.